Hey friends, it's Corey Andrew Powell here, letting you know it's time to treat yourself with an exclusive Motivational Mondays deal at the NSLS shop. Listeners get 20% off shop-wide with the code MONDAYS. That's M-O-N-D-A-Y-S. Need a new coffee tumbler? Or perhaps you want to keep it classy with a new hardcover notebook? Well, get them on sale. Listen, with this deal, I'm tempted to trade in my bow tie collection for one of those cute NSLS hoodies. And don't forget, use code MONDAYS at checkout. That's M-O-N-D-A-Y-S. Enjoy that 20% off at shop.nsls.org. And stay motivated, leaders. Stay motivated. Welcome to Motivational Mondays. I'm your host, Max Erzak, and joining us for part two of his interview is Dr. Koji Makai. If you haven't already listened to last week's episode, I encourage you to start there. We explored a three-point process for identifying your strengths and what we can do to manage our stress in this new work-from-home world. I'm proud to welcome the one and only Dr. Koji Makai, the founder of Koji Makai Worldwide, a consulting agency that uses behavioral science to help people thrive at work by turning potential into performance. Thanks, Max. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. All right, let's jump right into it. As a behavioral scientist, one of the things you focus on is helping people thrive in the workplace. What do you look for in a great leader? I think at the start, it's integrity. And the good thing with integrity is it connects both me as an individual by myself and how I view myself, how I feel about myself, and then how that projects to the world. All of leadership is about influence. It's very difficult to influence people if I'm not put together. Now, I didn't say put together perfectly. I just mean put together. If there's a disjointedness to who I am and who I view Uh, myself to be, it makes it very difficult for me to lead. When I'm in the position of being a follower, I, I want somebody who has confidence, not because they know everything, but they are definite in their charge. This is where we're going, and this is why we're going there. I want someone to do that for me. And somebody with integrity, it's easier for them to do that. Because they know where they're going, they know why they're going, so they can explain that to me, just like they can explain that to themselves. So at the starting point, I want somebody who's got integrity. I want somebody who's loyal. They're loyal to me. As a leader, it's not about me. As a leader in my organization, it's not about me. It's about our clients, and it's about my team. It's not about me. And so unfortunately with leadership, there's so many glamorous aspects of leadership that people aspire to be leaders, thinking it's all going to be about them. But truthfully, leadership has nothing to do with me. Leadership is a sacrifice that a human being takes so that others can fare better. That's what leadership to me is, is somebody making that sacrifice to say, it's not going to be about me. I'm going to do everything to protect and to provide for my team. If I can do that effectively, then I'm leading with integrity. And what would you say is missing from leadership today in the organizations that you work with? Is it a lack of integrity or something more? I think it's. I think there's something more there. Um, I've I've met a lot of integral leaders. Fortunately, I think the the, the missing link is challenge, um, and, and I'm going to define that appropriately. When I think of challenge, is a lot of the leaders are not challenging themselves quite enough. There's this sense of focusing so much on the tactical aspects of work that they forget there's another side to it. And and it's pervasive in our society, too. We're very, very big on technically uh, talented people. We're very big on that. 
so big that in my field where we do training and development, it's the skills that I tend to focus on, they're called soft skills. Because, you know, they're saying, oh, it's, those are not the important things, right? We want, to get, we want our engineers to be great at engineering. And then you can come in and work with them on the soft skills, you know, communication, leadership, those types of things. But most companies, they don't succeed because of the talent level of people on the technical side. They really do well because of those so-called soft skills, which is why in our organization, we call them employability skills, employability skills make all the difference. If I were to pick two leaders or even two potential employees, one was a, was was an A plus in technical skills, but a D in employability skills. Another person was an A in employability skills, but maybe a C in technical skills. I'm taking the C in technical skills because technical skills can and will improve with time. But when it comes to teaching someone or helping somebody with employability skills, it's worse than trying to pull teeth. So for me, that's the, that's the missing link for leaders is creating that connection that says your growth is important and it has to be a priority. As much as you selling our product, as much as you developing podcasts, as much as you're doing all these other things that you do in your day-to-day work, your personal growth and development must be central because undeveloped teams and undeveloped leaders, they don't last they make, they make really bad mistakes, irreversible mistakes, because they're tied to humanity. And it's important for us to strengthen that aspect of our humanity in our communication skills, in our leadership skills, in our critical thinking skills. All these are so-called soft skills, but they're crucial to helping an organization and a team run effectively, but also for a team to win on a regular basis. And do you think college students who are entering the workforce can actually fix what is broken? Absolutely. One of the things I like about college students coming, coming out right now, regardless of where they, where they were taught, they have more tools available than when, I ha- than when I was going to college. There are more tools available today from Google and all these other places, right? You have to be diligent and careful and think critically and pick your sources correctly, but there are more tools available to them. But they've also had the opportunity to see three to four generations of leaders and three to four generations of organizational people you know, come and go, and they have an example that helps them that says, in this season of leadership, this is what this is what would be the best thing to do. How do I know that? Because this group of leaders did it this way. These are the results that they get. They got. The next generation, same thing. And another generation, same thing. So they have a few more tools available to them. What they need more and they desire is guidance. Somebody please give me an idea of what you expect of me. What is it that you expect of me as an employee? And then I will tell you what I expect of you as my leader so that when they become leaders, they can carry that same mentality of what is it that's required for this organization or this team to be successful? Which version of Koji do I need to be in order for the team to be successful? And so there's this idea that a lot of these young people that are coming out of college and going into organizations, if they can start to really bring a little bit of a laser focus to how they serve whatever in whatever role, whether it's in business, whether it's in sports, wherever it is where they, they will serve in their specific vocation and role, they will recognize that there are multiple versions of themselves and there'll be multiple versions of themselves that are necessary and needed for the team to survive. That it won't need, we won't need 50 different people there. We just need Koji to choose which version of Koji needs to show up today. Because one day I show up at work and I have to take the leading role. 
All right. I have the gavel, for lack of a better term. Other days I show up, I'm just in for a meeting. Somebody else has the gavel. We have to learn both followership and leadership. And that makes all the difference. But I think there are wonderful qualities in the young people that we have today. And if we can help them get that honed, that'll make a huge difference in the way organizations are run and populated over the next uh, several decades. How can college students find mentors that will help guide them in becoming stronger leaders and learning from those who came before them? Three letters. A-S-K. Ask. You just need to have no shame. You just have to reach out to people and people will say no. I have been told no more than I've been told yes in my life. And that's because I have tried a lot of things. And so me getting into the Navy, I've gotten no before. I didn't get a no from the Navy, but I got uh, several no's from other departments too. So I have gotten no's a lot, but that's because I'm willing to take that risk. If there's anything that I see in the current generation of college students is there's a trepidation that comes with the answer no. And what's crazy is they're not unique because I know adults and their parents and their grandparents who are in the same boat. Nobody likes the word no. Nobody wants to feel the embarrassment of being rejected. Um, I'll give you a, 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 nice, a nice example. It's an old example. But there was a gentleman in, in old Athens they saw him begging from a statue and somebody walked up to him and says, hey, why are you begging from this statue? And he said, I am practicing learning, learning the experience of being rejected. Every single one of us needs to become really good at begging from a statue and, and get, our, get our degrees in, in rejection because that's going to be normal. One of the things I've found is when I give people the opportunity for me to help them and to serve them, a lot of people don't take it. I can't tell you the number of audiences that I've given my email address, personal email address, and said, if you need anything, reach out. And it's hard to believe how I can't even think right now the last person that did. There was one student, one high school student a year or two ago who reached out to me and I started to mentor her. I have no problem mentoring, mentoring her. Many people have no problem doing that. The people who are usually mentoring are the busiest among us. It's not people who've got nothing to do. Also, you don't really want to be mentored by somebody who's got nothing to do. You want to be mentored by busy people because it teaches you how to be punctual. It teaches you how to stay on point and so forth. So I think the simple answer to that is it's important for, for, for the students to ask. With LinkedIn, you can meet and ask just about anyone in the world. And there's nothing more flattering than speaking to a CEO as a 14, 15-year-old saying, hey, if you could just give me a tip once a month, that'll make all the difference in my life. That's a huge compliment to any CEO with integrity, no matter how busy they are. Dr. Koji Sidney Mackay, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for helping us all succeed in our lives, thrive at our jobs, and become stronger leaders. I know all of my fellow NSLS members will be thrilled to hear more of your insights. Thank you so much for having me, Max. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And I encourage everyone to connect with Koji on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube, and to buy Koji's new book, Disrupted. Just follow the links in the description below. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. We'll see you next week on Motivational Mondays.